Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. You have joined me today on The Pleasure Zone, which means you're a pleasure seeker. Even if you're just a pleasure seeker for today, congratulations, that's ballsy. And it's also vulva-y. It's very, it's very powerful and empowering that you chose to be here today. And a lot of times people get afraid of things, all things pleasure, all things sex. It's like, we're not supposed to have it. We're not supposed to enjoy it. And quite often that comes from an entire lifetime or lifetimes of being in abusive relationships and abusive situations where we just don't know any different. And the thing about when you don't know any different is you tend to keep choosing the same thing over and over again, right? So if you have been ever in a relationship where you felt belittled, ashamed of yourself, felt when you we're in it like you were nothing and nobody and you didn't matter. Well, this show is going to be for you. It's for everybody, but it's especially for those of us who have been in relationships where you walk away feeling, you know, 90% less of who you were than when you walked into that relationship and you don't know who you are. You're kind of confused. You don't even know if you can trust yourself because the last time you trusted yourself, you ended up in a big pile of slime. Right. So why do I talk about these things? Well, one of my greatest pleasures in life is to actually share with everybody how to have more pleasure. Everything I do in my work, in my daily life is geared towards the target of pleasure. So whether I'm working with people on their bodies through body work, somatic body work that I do called the mitzvah technique, or whether I'm working on them through different energetic techniques I use like scalar wave technology or through hands-on energetic work, or distance energetic work, or intuitive work, or sex and intimacy coaching. Every single one of those is to look at different parts and places in our lives and in our bodies where we are having no ease, and bringing in ease, which allows us to have more pleasure. So where we have no ease, we tend to have dis-ease. That's just the nature of those words, when you look at the word dis-ease is a lack of ease, right? So what we're looking for is how do we bring in more ease? And that ease, how do we use that ease to invite more pleasure? And what is pleasure? And this is what we explore on this show is what is pleasure? How can we have more of it? And relationships are often how we look at how to have more pleasure. We often relate pleasure to the other. And what I really encourage in this show all the time is to know that pleasure starts with you and that pleasure involves communication and that all things start with choice. So if you're actually choosing to have more pleasure for you and inviting somebody else 
in your life to have pleasure with you, that's awesome. But it starts with the choice of choosing to have pleasure with you. You could try to choose to have pleasure with a partner first, but if you're not trusting yourself and you end up in a relationship where you're not trusting yourself and you end up being in relationships where things always seem to falter and fall apart, it's probably because you didn't start with you. You didn't start with you to have ease with you, to have pleasure with you, to know you and to know what you know about yourself. So what we're talking about today is having an empowered sex and relationship life. Empowered sex and relationships, part two. So part one, if you missed it, was really looking at how we end up not being empowered. What is it that has us be in relationships and choose relationships where we're not empowered? I encourage you, if you didn't listen to that one, to please go back and listen. There's a lot of content in that one that will start to help you begin to understand where maybe there was trauma in your life. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe there are some things where those things triggered you not being able to trust yourself enough to be able to be having ease, to being able to be in a relationship that can be pleasurable and empowered. So what does it mean to be empowered with sex? And what does it mean to be empowered in a relationship? Empowerment is this big word. We all use it in, you know, the spiritual circles, the consciousness circles, empowerment. It's our big word, right? It's an interesting word. I use that word because it looks really good for SEO engines and people will find it. That's the truth of it. <laughs> empowered. Empowered is like, to me, it's more really about knowing and trusting you fully. And so if we need a word for it, we'll call it empowered for now, being in power. Although power has a lot of misunderstanding and to look at what is power and what people call empowered is very conflicting these days. Some people will use the word empowered, but what they're actually doing is inciting abuse. And sometimes we use the word empowered and what is an inciting is different actions that are actually unkind that have nothing to do with consent or kindness. But empowerment to me means that you are being the energy of kindness to yourself and that you are being the energy of choice to yourself and that that reflects outward like a ripple. So if you drop that pebble of kindness in the water and it ripples out, then those ripples will go to so many other people. And so the idea of empowered sex and relationship is that it's not just about you being a control freak and being the one who is in power and being the dominant person. And I am for that as well by the way. I am for that when it's in the context of consensual non-consent relationships when it has to do with BDSM play. I am for that. I am for that when people understand that kind of play and when people have a practice and they use it as a daily practice, a lifestyle practice, I'm all for that. But when we try to be um, when it's not that we try to be narcissists when people are narcissists they just would like to be the ones who the entire world revolves around and they become highly self-important and everything they be and do is more important than anybody else's choice that could possibly be involved so people tend not to be included with 
disempowered relationships and sex is when you're disempowered, it means you don't really have a say. You're not really involved. So how do you even have a relationship if you're not even invited to be involved? You don't. You don't actually have one. If your lover, your partner, your relationship, your long-term, whatever you want to call this person, if they are not inviting you to choose and to co-create, then it is not empowered. It's actually that simple. It's when you're inviting your lover, partner, friend, whatever you want to call them, into your life and you are co-creating, which means, what does it mean to co-create? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a word we tend to throw around, right? So what is co-creation? Is, For example, I'll use an example in my life of co-creation is that when... I'm, I'm doing something, say, for example, for my work or my business, and I maybe I require some assistance with my work. And sometimes the co-creation can be so simple. It doesn't mean like, oh, while I'm working in my office, I require my family to go uh, clean the whole house. That would be a bonus. That's not necessarily co-creation um, because co-creation is also about people having choice too. So what it might be is the co-creation might end up being an energy where my uh, lover will come in and um, like acknowledge me while I'm working and just that can actually be co-creation. It can be that simple. It's like, uh, and my husband will husband lover he'll do that quite often where I might be working he's like oh look at you working would you like tea like that's co-creation that is somebody who is working with you to create a life so where they see that maybe you could require something or you desire something and they ask you about that or would you like a cuddle how's your body you know what's going on for you they're actually asking you about you, inviting in the relationship, they're inviting you to be part of it. So if somebody never asks you about you, it's all about them. If they never invite you into their life to know you, if they never invite you to know them, then the thing is, you're not really part of anything. Right? So if you're not really invited into anything, then it's not like you're part of, it's like if somebody doesn't invite you to the party, well, you're not in the party. If somebody doesn't invite you into the relationship, and if you don't invite your partner into the relationship, you're not part of it. So it's not empowered. It's, it's like ignoring each other. And um, I see this a lot when people get into like these dynamics where everything is about butting heads. Like you can have views that are not the same and be empowered in a relationship it doesn't mean that you agree on everything it means that when you don't agree on things you can either acknowledge this is a conversation we're not going to have and we've talked about some ways to acknowledge a conversation you don't want to have and one of my favorites uh, is actually from a friend of mine who uh, shall not be named right now <laughs> so a friend of mine who in a relationship she had a few years ago, uh, she actually had a safe word for conversations. And it's brilliant because we have safe words for all kinds of things. And we have safe words for sex, but we forget that we need safe words 
in relationships and in conversations. And I was watching Queer Eye uh, the other day, like a week or two ago, and one of <laughs> one of the coaching um, people on Queer Eye brought that up between a daughter and a mother that you need to have a safe word. And so they they used his um, name, Karamo. So Karamo was their safe word. And I think that's brilliant because all relationships they can get, if, if they already are butting heads or people are already butting heads, then having that safe safety net in place to be able to go stop, this doesn't work for me. That's a really empowering tool to have. So if you've been in relationships <laughs> that was, if you've been in relationships that were abusive and you know that you need to create safety, that having a safe word in place for both conversations and for sexual exploration is really important. Also having a home where you feel safe too. So one of the things about empowered relationships is that if a person doesn't feel comfortable, they have the right to walk away and not be followed. So that is one thing that I super love about my husband is that if I get like grumpy or in a mood, he doesn't chase me and ask, what's wrong? What's going on with you? He like is the king of space. He is amazing at being space. And that is like one of the top notch reasons why I married him is he's amazing at space. So, and I don't even know that he knows that. So being space for somebody, it can be incredibly empowering. It gives them the ability to choose, to self-examine, to be able to get into a place where they can come from their own knowing rather than feeling like pressured and like their back is up against a wall. So they're just going to react to you. So being in an empowered relationship is when you are being in allowance of that person's moods, where you are trusting yourself enough to know that whatever you're feeling, you're going to honor it. So you're going to use those safe words, whether it's in conversation or in sex. And you can, you can trust yourself in so many ways. You can do it silently in your own head and just go, wow, I know what I know about that. So there, and there are times where you'll trust yourself to, you know, you know um, I'll give an example for this week as well. That was kind of funny where I was trusting me. Um, and, and I was willing to, it wasn't significant to me. So I was also willing to just let it slide and glide and, and let my uh, be an allowance of my husband's point of view. And so we had, uh, we were having an interesting take on what to do with our cabin for heat. And so we had the heat going and it was like kind of stinking. And I was like, yeah, I kind of knew it was going to be stinking. I was aware of that. I had this awareness. So I was like, okay, let it slide. That's just the situation. Cause ultimately like I know me and I know that 20 years ago had that shown up when I was still running trauma through my body, like constantly running trauma through my body, that same situation could have set me off in a way that would have had me um, like almost violent. And I know that. So what's really cool is I can look back now and engage like, wow, I know that that kind of situation would have triggered me so bad that I would have acted like a total jackass for something that wasn't significant. 
And so you can also kind of start to notice these things that when you're empowered, um, certain things, you're not running on trauma anymore. And you'll start to get, you know, what is worth what fighting for? Like, what is something that's in, so important to you that you're going to stand your ground? And when you do, you stand your ground fully, right? So there are certain things in life where I stand my ground fully because they are incredibly important to me. And, um, and it, I know that it's evident when it is and other things are like, well, I'm aware this is, you know, one situation I'm aware this could work better this way. Let's see what happens. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be right. But it's a willingness to be either is really helpful in being an empowered relationship is that you don't have to be right all the time. And you don't have to be wrong all the time. It's willing to be right or wrong at any given moment. And it's not significant whether you're right or wrong. It's kind of fun, actually. It becomes like, it's like, okay, so that was the situation. And now, next, now what? So I, I sometimes try and like have to look hard for situations in my life because I know for me personally, it's not that I have a so-called uh, perfect relationship or something, but what I do know about me is that I have come a long way personally in my own healing that I can... I can see where, how I would have reacted prior and I can see where I am now and I can go, wow, I, I really did used to run on a lot of fear and trauma and drama and um, it created a lot of chaos in relationships and it invited um, relationships into my life that added more fear, drama and trauma. And then when I started to, to really like be in a different in a different space with that it was like my perspective on things changed and uh my willingness to be right and my willingness to be wrong as well really helped because before that I was very super righteous all the time about everything and um so shout out to any of the boyfriends I had from age 17 to 30 who had to live with me in my righteousness or be with me through my righteousness. Um, you, you guys were like warriors. <laughs> so I acknowledge that. Um, after 30, then I got to be around righteousness and that wasn't so fun. So I think I got my karmic return in this life. And now I like to be in a space where there's more invitation to explore and see like, oh, is this important to me, right? So in an empowered relationship, you're going to start questioning things in a different way, not necessarily questioning yourself or your sanity, but questioning what's important to me and what do I value? And then as you start to know what you value, you become more empowered because you will actually stand up for what is important to you and what you value. All right, so we're going to head to our first commercial break. We're a little bit late on our first commercial because I went on a rant. So thanks for your patience, everyone. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own 
Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about empowered sex and relationships. This is part two. So part one was where we kind of went through and discussed all the different ways that we kind of get disempowered in relationships. There's way more than I mentioned, but I did mention several on that episode. So in this episode, we're talking about some of the ways to move forward. And one of uh, the ways that I am thinking about, like, what does it mean to be in power, feeling powerful in a relationship? And it doesn't mean taking uh, control or being mm, the, the only one who has a say. That's not empowered. That's being a control freak. So being empowered would be feeling confident enough in yourself and in your choices that you can actually choose and choose again. Doesn't that sound conflicting? It does. So, so what do we do? How do we get that kind of uh, confidence? So if you've been in a relationship where you have felt squashed for a really long time, where you don't feel like you've had a say and you don't feel like you've been empowered, we need to get you some self-esteem, get you some trust in yourself. To me, self-esteem comes down to trust in myself. It comes down to having gratitude for myself and a few other key notes as well, but those two are really key. So having more self-esteem for me has never meant, uh, or I can't say never, maybe it changed in the last 10 or 15 years, but uh, from what I remember in my most recent years of my life is that self-esteem has meant trust in myself, trust in my knowing, and then I feel really good about myself when I know my know my intuition is on on you know on spot and then also gratitude for myself I didn't have a lot of gratitude for myself and I didn't um I didn't really know what that even meant at all uh heard a lot of people talk about love yourself and I was like I don't even understand love and and to this day love is very um, love is a very interesting thing to me I don't think that it's something 
that I'll ever truly understand, <laughs> which is different than understand, because to understand something, you have to stand under it. But to understand it, it's inside of you. And understanding the whole concept of love is very, I think, personal to everybody. So, you know, when people talk about you have to love yourself to be empowered, well, if you've never been loved by anybody or you've never felt love, then it can be very weird to try and love yourself because it's obscure. And one of the ways, though, that I found was helpful for me was using the book, The Five Languages of Love by Gary Chapman. And he talks about five different ways that we that we love people and that we are loved. And that helped me kind of get a little cerebral around love. And I'm kind of cerebral and I can be pretty rational at times, um, even though people have called me completely irrational, which is fascinating. And <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and I laugh at it because it's kind of funny. I actually think I've been rational most of my life, um, except for when I was uh, living through drama, trauma and fear. And then I was in total total uh irrational total emotional mind yeah so we do that we tend to when we're in trauma live through our emotional rather than our rational so you also know when you're empowered is because you can get to the rational and you're not operating 24 7 on emotional fears sadness loss um you can feel them but you they don't run your life so for me the love thing being as obscure as it was um, I looked at it from a little different perspective of how do we start to have better self-esteem, trust ourselves and have gratitude for ourselves. So what I encourage uh, couples to do when they come to me is do some gratitude journaling uh, for each other, not necessarily writing letters or something, but keeping it simple. Sometimes the simplest thing to do is like write one or two words or maybe a sentence. I am so grateful for the you know, this, for example, for my husband and be like, I'm so grateful for the space that you be. And that would be it. And I'm so grateful for um, all the things that you be. I'm just grateful for you. Like I tend to keep it simple for oftentimes though, people who like my husband, for example, one of his love languages is acts of service. And so being grateful for somebody whose love languages is active service, you could say something to the effect of, I'm so grateful that you took out the garbage because you're acknowledging the active service they did to show you love. Okay, so go get that book, check it out. So you can understand love a little bit more, listen to some of my episodes where I've talked about the five love languages. So essentially, you can get into the groove of like understanding, understanding love for yourself. So then you can also move into gratitude and trust of yourself as well. Trust is a little bit different though. And I think there are some really key, cool things that we talked about in the last episode, part one about gaining trust in ourselves. And that trust will help you develop more self-esteem and more confidence. And what else do you require for confidence? Because even though mine was an internal confidence, yours might be both internal and external. I encourage you to work on the internal confidence first and let the external start to show up. So as my internal confidence grew, my external things that I 
felt judged for in my life. Because the truth is, I never judged myself about them until other people pointed it out. Like, I never judged myself for being, uh, for having uh, small breasts until people pointed it out constantly. And then I was like, oh, uh, is that some kind of an issue? So it took me a long time to realize that that was all their own shit and insecurities because I didn't have those until people pointed it out. And so curiosity, all of you out there, if you have insecurities, did you have them at the age of four, five, six, seven? Um, You know, did you judge your body until somebody judged it for you? Just curious. (laughs) I, I really don't think that we judge our bodies as much as we are totally aware of people judging our bodies constantly for their shape, their size, their look, their smell, their taste, their whatever. So if you have, if you are aware that you didn't judge your body at that age, what you doing it for now? So interesting too. Yeah. A lot of people have also, um, as pointed out in the chat room, by my friend she said that she judged her voice because she told she talked too much right I judged my voice from some people who told me that my singing was terrible my voice sounded weird Um, I actually have had a lot of people in my life judge my uh, my language skills so even in English I've had people correct my English I have people correct my Serbian um, which is fine Uh, people correct my my language all the time and I think it's hilarious I'm like I'm not uh I'm like not a master of any language but I'm definitely a jack of several (laughs) so so I sometimes mishmash languages together and that's kind of funny and yes I get judged by every single person whose language I uh, try to speak ironically I think it's pretty funny because I could just choose not to speak it or I could speak it. So there you go. And so everything that you are aware of that that just brought up for you, if that's really annoying the crap out of you, we're going to take some deep breaths during this next break. Let it go out of your body from the top of your head down out through your body and out your toes and just let all that annoyance of everybody's crap coming at you about their opinions about anything about you that would make you feel less confident about who you are and how you show up let's give it all back to them let's send it out through our bodies breathe it out you are listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this deep breathing commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Jelanić, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelanić, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about empowered sex and relationships and how do we have it. So part of it is to start to have some trust in ourselves, have some confidence in our bodies, have some um, communication and relationships so that everybody is working together. So empowered sex and relationships always, as I said, comes down to the relationship between you and yourself first. So all things that I mention on here you know, you do with yourself first, and then you move forward. So gaining self-esteem, that's something you do for yourself first. Then when you're in, in a relationship, um, you're not going to rely on your partner for always making you feel better about life and yourself and any of that. It also makes it a lot easier for them to be able to do that for you. And, and as I'm saying that, I realize that sometimes when you have no self-esteem, what happens is you end up in a relationship where you're looking for somebody to fulfill that for you. And you'll probably come across some real charmers at first, some people who just, you know, are very dazzling and charming. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm all that. And they convince you into the this idea this um it's like they put a glamour on themselves so that you feel very uh, attracted to them and it ends up being just that it's just like a glamour which goes away and it's it's a facade so when something's a facade it's just the front of it it's not the full of it it's not the whole of it right so what we want to do ultimately is be able to be be able to be trusting ourselves first. And then when you go into relationship, that when somebody says things, you'll know your lie detector will be on super, supercharged. And you'll know when people are full of crap, when they're lying to you, when they're blowing smoke up your butt, 
and trying to make you feel good about yourself. Why that saying goes blown smoke up your butt is supposed to be like trying to make you feel good. Um, it may come from, as I think about that, it may actually come from this, this um, method of healing from back in the day for women. Um, but that's a whole other story. So that's like a cleaning of the vulva story. I just got sidetracked by that visual. Woohoo. So blown smoke up your butt. You don't need anybody in relationship who's going to do that. So whether it's your friends, your family, or your lovers, um, when you look at who is in your life right now, look at this as, you know, are you bedazzled by them? You know, are, do you feel like they bring top-notch high, high resolution promises that look so freaking good? You're like, wow, look at those details and those promises. Those are fantastic. Oh, I'm so in love with that idea. I need that. And then you're coming from the emotional and when you're coming from the emotional, you're usually running the emotional part of our brain comes right in after our survival part. So once that starts to calm down, then we can go to the rational. So it's interesting that we actually have to wait for that to calm down. And sometimes it takes a really long time in, in other animals that don't have the same part of the brain that, that humans do, mankind does. Mankind has a part of the brain that's for rational thought that isn't found in a lot of other um, animals. It's just different. And other animals have an ability to just uh, be, say, confronted with a situation that could be life or death. And then like five minutes later, they're fine and they're chillaxed. And, but uh, mankind or a womankind would be confronted with that same situation and 17 years later be talking about it all the time because we haven't moved from it's still running in that part of the brain of the emotional and hasn't moved into the rational because we kind of need it to move out it's like we think we need to understand it so we talk about it and we talk about it but the rational can be much more valuable if we do two things so if we actually move our bodies to get some of the adrenaline out of that trauma and then the number two part would be to stop breathe and just check out the bigger picture and if you don't know how to do that please connect with me this is something that i've done myself i facilitate with others i coach others on all the time so it's something that you want to be able to move yourself out of being overly emotional, have emotions. I'm not saying become a Vulcan for those of you who love Star Trek as much as I do. I'm not saying that Vulcans have emotions. They learn to, um, in a way, control them, right? <laughs> but uh, that's a whole other story. And I could talk about um, sci-fi for an entire show, sci-fi and sex. Um, that could be fun. Fun for me and all my other nerds out there. So, so we want to go to rational, we want to be able to look at this and go, okay, that was a situation. Oh, that was a situation that occurred 17 years ago. Is it occurring right now? Oh, no, it's not. Wow. That's where the rational comes in to assist the emotional. So the emotional can start to go and release and get out of the body and start to have a new pattern change the narrative a little bit, and then get out of trauma. So 
We need a little bit of rational. We actually need a little bit of rational all over the world these days. And that's for sure. So out of the emotional, a little bit into the rational, switch up the emotional and be able to move it out of the body, out of that fight flight zone and get that body and get your adrenaline calm down. That's when you can become empowered. When you can actually see the whole picture, you can perceive emotions, you can, you can sense them, but you're not driven by them. They're not your, they're not the thing running your life. Your sadness isn't running your life. Your fear isn't running your life. Your loneliness isn't running your life. All of these things that we feel, those are not your modus operandi. They're not running your life when you know that they're no longer running your life and that you have emotions, you not, you're not being them constantly and you become more rational and you can see things different from a new perspective, you can actually have an empowered relationship. Now, frankly, I don't know a lot of people who have empowered relationships because most of the time, at least one person is going through trauma. And when I say relationships, I'm talking about children, parents, um, siblings, um, you know, grandparents, I'm talking about friendships, like somewhere, there seems to always be someone who has, has some kind of uh, trauma driving in their life. And usually, the other people around them become what for lack of a better word is the support system. And I hate that word. It's really annoys me um, because it sounds like all the weight of the world goes on the other people. And uh, support is like, a I just don't like it unless you're using it in buildings. So like you need support systems to hold up a building. I'm not for support systems in life. What I'm for is for friendships that work <laughs> for you. Um, I'm just like weird like that. It's just a word. It just annoys me. I have an I have interesting reactions to words and that's a word I have an interesting reaction to. I also the other day had a really interesting um, reaction to another word, which was, uh, I'll have to think about it. And I thought about it the entire night the other night and it was just driving me nuts. It's like, oh, that word. <laughs> so I wonder if it'll come back by the end of the show maybe maybe not and maybe hopefully not so yeah um, insecure that was the word insecure so I think I was thinking about this show too is like if we're insecure but that word insecure means in is being part of something insecure would mean that you have a sense of stability so being insecure would mean that you're like instability you have stability you get some of these words just drive me nuts when i see them and i break them apart and i look at them i haven't really looked at the etymology of any of these they just really like are in my face and they annoy me so <laughs> there you go so what are we looking for we're looking for friendships and people in our lives that can contribute to us that are willing to not judge you right so one of the things i found the most was that when I was going through a relationship, what I really didn't want was advice unless I asked for it. And I had a lot of people who loved to just give me unsolicited advice. Unsolicited advice was coming from every direction all the time. And it's not cool. So 
unsolicited advice could be like, that person's a jackass. Well, I didn't really ask for your advice. But if, if you, you know, come to me and you ask me for advice, I will tell you. But otherwise, I generally say nothing unless you ask me. And I prefer that people operate with me the same way. Unless I ask you, I didn't ask you. So, you know, being in friendships and relationships and, you know, whether it's family or whatever, having having people around you who can give you um, the energy or information that you require to help you move forward. And for me, what, what would have been more of a contribution to my life would have been somebody asking me, what would you like your life to be like? Now that would have had me thinking in a different way. And when I did start to think that way, you know, a couple years into the crazy, um, narcissistic relationship I had. Um, after being able to switch my thoughts and to ask myself questions, I could get that that what I was in and what I was choosing did not match what I actually desired. So questions are super helpful in helping and assisting, helping for lack of a better word, in in assisting people to have awareness so that you're not placing judgment on them and their choices and what you're offering them is a way to see um, see past stuff and it's actually very empowering so that they can know that oh i'm choosing this like what would work for me best yeah so oh so many fun things to talk about here how to move forward and how to be an empowered have an empowered sex and relationship life so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back my sweet sweet pleasure seekers tonight we're talking about empowered sex and relationships this is part two of a two-part series last week we talked about some of the you know ways we end up in relationships are very disempowering and what that looks like um, relationships that are abusive and then how to get out of them as a reminder, one of them is like staying away from the abuser and getting rid of reminders of the abuser, right? So now we're looking at things like building self-esteem and starting to have new targets and having people in our life that can contribute to our 
you know, the life that we would like to have. So whether that's like, you'd like kindness, you'd like people who work with you rather than against you, you would like um, people who can be, you know, maybe mentors or show you different ways to do things, whatever that happens to be. Uh, look at your targets. Like, what would you like? What would you like for yourself? Number one, and then what would you, as you create that, like to invite your lover into, and then invite them in. And if you haven't met them yet, just put it out there energetically to invite that that lover in. There are shows I've done about how to invite a lover in, and I'll, I'll be doing some more in time for valentine's day i'm sure um have not put out my shows yet for for all of february but it feels like i'm going to be creating one that'll be something like in inviting the lover figuring that out and then inviting that lover in so one of the things that i think is key too is you know taking a little bit of time after after you've been with a narcissist or been in an abusive relationship with a sociopath or a narcissist or one that even the partner maybe wasn't like that and it just didn't work for you and you're having a hard time getting over it. It's like a delayed healing reaction for you or you feel like it's a delayed healing reaction. And this is going to be so annoying. I know this, but part of this is to be patient. We all want it done yesterday, but you know the universe is working on it. And I was just speaking with a friend of mine the other day and she was like uh, asking about relationships and she's like can you just like do a reading for me on a relationship because I've been doing tarot readings for tarot not terror tarot readings for over 25 years and um, one of the things that I get often is about relationships and people asking about them and this time I said to her and I've said it to her before, and she's amazing at receiving this. I said, darling, you just got to check and see with you first. Is it true that a relationship is coming? And she's like, yeah. I said, so did you put in the order? So this is what I'm going to ask all of you guys out there. If you're looking for the relationship, you're like, I've done this and I've waited. Have you put in the order to the universe? Check. Now, just check in with you, yourself, your body, and tap into the universe and ask, universe, did you receive my order? If the universe has received your order, you can even be so bold as to ask, universe, do you have an ETA on that order? It's like going to a restaurant. You just ordered coffee, but you got 15 minutes and the waiter's taking a lot longer than usual. Like, yeah. Uh, is there any chance that we can get this order in here a little faster? Because I only have 15 minutes. And sometimes the universe will be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So check in with the universe. Hey, universe, did you get my order? It is, it's, as the comment in the chat room is, it's like, yeah, it's like UPS lost it. Yeah. It can feel sometimes like the universe lost your order. Um, and I'm not guaranteeing you anything on that. I would like you to check in on that. I'd like you to check in on A, did you place the order? Two, did the universe get the order? Is the universe about to deliver the order? And what is the ETA on that order? So those are some four questions you can ask of the universe, of your knowing to yourself, to have patience and to check in on those things. If you keep 
you know, for example, if you keep checking in on your delivery from Amazon every 15 minutes and you're like, is it here yet? Is it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? Isn't it here yet? And your order just keeps on saying processing your order. And then, you know, five days later, they're like, it arrives at your door, but somewhere in the meantime, you got busy. Somewhere in the meantime of the first day where you were checking every 15 minutes and five days later, when it shows up, you got busy and you almost probably forgot about that order coming in. And then it showed up much to your delight. Or the other way might be that you're checking it every 15 minutes for those five days and you've got nothing else done in the meantime, because all you've been doing is obsessing about when is your order going to show up. So place your order, go do some stuff, just like you would when you place your order on Amazon, go do your stuff and it'll show up. It never necessarily shows up how we expect it to, but I tell you, it does show up. I remember being asked uh, once about 10 years ago, well, if you weren't in a relationship with me, which I didn't feel like I was in a relationship with that person at the time, who would you be with? And I was like, you know what? I'd actually want to be with somebody who's got like the exact energy of Mike, who happens to now be my husband. And when I was asked that question, I got that very clear energy that it was like, oh, that person matches Mike. I didn't know that it was Mike, but it definitely matched him. And I was like, yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> so you'll get it. You'll get the energy of it. So if, you know, if you weren't by yourself or if you weren't with the person you were with, if you're not happy in your relationship, who would you be with? What's the energy of the person that you admire and desire? And did you place that order with the universe for that? Or did you place the order for the universe for something else completely? So check in, what, what did you order? Is it the correct order that you, that you would like now? Would you like to cancel the old order and put in a new order? You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. Do you need to cancel the order, put it in a new order, and then just ask for the ETA on that? Have some patience. Go about your life. Be excited and thrilled when this person comes into your life and when you come into theirs. Yeah. And mine did just show up on my doorstep, but I don't think that that happens to everybody. But don't don't negate that that's not possible because mine did. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening. I hope I gave you some insights and ideas on how to move forward and how to get yourself back on track, getting yourself into trusting yourself more. And if you want to know more about trusting yourself, you can always come on to my um, Teachables course for psychic development. Message me about that on my website, melissajelanek.com. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.